I, I just like to live my life being grateful. Because if I was to tell you my story, we would be here all night. And I can only sum it up, sum it all up in one word, and that's thankful. Um, I like to say, you know, I'm grateful to Pastor Brown and the opportunity that he has given me to stand before church and and share what God has given me. Um, I don't take it for granted. I know it's a serious business. Um, I know what God wants to do. You can only do it to a vessel. You can only do it through a vessel that is available and willing. And I'm. I want to be that vessel. I want to be that willing vessel. Let us all stand. We'll go into the word of the Lord. Praise. God's church. You got to love God's church. It's not a social club. If you're accustomed to going to a club, you know what's going on in the club. You know, dancing, all that stuff. We come here, we can dance too. You go to the clubs, they drink. We come here, we can drink too. But it's good water. Live in water. Praise God. And and, and I, I, I just want to jump into the living water tonight and, and share what God has given me. And I pray that our heart will be blessed, will be uplifted, will be charged. Praise God. You know, one of the things that really upsets me, and I have to say this, one of the things that really upsets me is when I hear people, you know, in the world that don't know anything about the church. And they say bad things about the church. You know, they talk about Christians. That really upsets me. And sometimes I go, you know what, God, you know, why don't you just show these people who's in charge? I'm serious. You know, it's just, but I'm telling you, one of these days, man, this church, I mean, this church is going to be, I don't know, but one of these days, you know, all those people that have talked about the church, criticized the church, criticized Christians, criticized believers, one of these days, they're going to see the true power of God, the true power of the living God. Praise God. Let's turn into our Bibles to Second Chronicles Chapter 20. Okay, Second Chronicles chapter 20, reading verse 17. And it reads, You will not need to fight in this battle. Position yourselves. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord who is with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord is with you. Position yourselves. Stand still. See the salvation of the Lord who is with you. O Judah, Jerusalem, do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord is with you. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 12. 
And it reads, For we, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And from the New Living Translation, it reads, For we are not fighting against people made of flesh and blood, but against the evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against those mighty powers of darkness who rule this world, against wicked spirits in the heavenly realms. Praise God. I'd like to speak to us tonight from this subject, position yourself. Position yourself. Praise God. Brother Chris, will you pray, please? God bless you. You may be seated. Position yourself. What does it mean to struggle? Or what, was, what does the word struggle mean? The word struggle means to fight against, to labor in difficulty, to fight. It means to strive, to put forth effort in order to not give in. It doesn't mean or imply that the person who is struggling is on the losing side of the struggle. Sometimes when we tell our brothers or sisters that we're struggling, we sometimes get the idea that they're on the losing side. But they're not on the losing side. It's just a battle. Remember what we just read. The Bible said the battle is not yours, it's the Lord's. Praise God. We understand that human life is, is not a completed or perfect thing. It is a struggle and it's a conflict universally. Since creation, people struggle in their, in their families and in their own personal lives. We see this with Adam and Eve who disobeyed God and partake of the forbidden fruit. We see Cain rose up against his brother Abel and killed him and refused to take responsibilities for his actions. We see Samson, who rebelled against his parents, got involved with strange women, and eventually destroyed him. Joseph and his brothers, out of jealousy, his brothers sold him into slavery. The struggle begins from birth and lasts throughout a person's life. This conflict that we're all involved in, whether we admit it or not, we're all in a conflict. There's something going on in our spirit, in our mind, every single day. Praise God. This conflict has destroyed marriages, relationships, people. It has um, caused leaders and people that we, we admire to fall from grace. We see that in our society. Praise God. People struggle every day with different things. You may have struggled to, to get to church tonight. You may have struggled on a job with somebody or with your own selves. But believe it or not, we all do struggle. Whether we are admitted or not, we all do struggle. Praise God. We struggle with getting up in the morning. Everybody can agree to that one. Especially when it's cold. Oh, God, I don't want to go to work. 
We struggle with all those things. But I believe, and this is my pers- my, my uh, perception, I-, I believe that the reason why some of us get up is because we're motivated by a vision. A vision to a vision that 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 moves us despite all the things that we have to go through with getting up in the morning. Whether it's brushing our teeth, making breakfast, having to shave and do all these other, you know, miscellaneous stuff that we do in the morning. Put ourselves together, make ourselves look you know, make ourselves look presentable. These are the things that we struggle with. But I believe that there's a vision that moves us. In spite of what we struggle with, there's a vision that, that gets us up and gets us going. And this vision is you see yourself receiving that paycheck at the end of the week or the end of the month. That's what gets us going in the morning. That's the vision. <laughs> That's the vision. Uh, whether we, we, we are suffering from uh, sleep deprivation or tiredness or fatigue or just plain laziness, that vision to see that boss put that paycheck in your hands. You know, it was well worth all the struggle you had to go through, get up in the morning to go to work. The Bible said that without a vision, the people perish. And that is true. Take, for example, a, a college student who, who, who has to go through so much struggling, studying, staying up, all, staying up all night, making all these sacrifices. The vision is they see themselves receiving that degree or diploma. That vision we can't live without vision. We're people of God, and we need vision. His vision empowers us. His vision gets us going. Praise God. So then, if people are, are motivated by vision, it's fair to say that they're also motivated by the knowledge of the vision. Because if we're saved and, we're, we, are, uh, and we struggle with things in this, in this world, we're motivated by the vision of seeing Jesus one day. And this knowledge of knowing that we're going to see him one day gets us going at all times. Despite the, the situation, despite the troubles, despite all the heartache, despite all the pain, the vision and the knowledge of knowing that I'm going to see God someday gets us going. So the Bible is correct when it says, without a vision, the people perish. I believe that people walk away from the church because they've lost the vision. The vision of seeing Jesus one day, the vision of seeing their Redeemer one day. And the vision and the knowledge is not without trials and failures. Because the vision and the knowledge needs the, the challenges and, and, and the trials to prove us and to test us. Our commitment. Am I committed to the vision? Am I committed to this? Am I committed to seeing God one day? It's not an easy street. And the devil is not going to allow us to be committed to the vision. He's not going to commit us to be committed to the knowledge of the word of God. The challenge is going to come. Praise God. In the book of Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 13, it says, Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand the evil day, and having done all, to stand. When you have done everything that you need to do, just stand. Just stand. There's nothing else you can do. Just stand. If you can't sing a song, just stand. If you can't pray another prayer, just stand. If you can't lift your hand to say, thank you, Jesus, just stand. Just stand. Do nothing. Be still, because the battle is not yours. It's the Lord's. Praise God. I would not, I would not want to go into a, a, 
a boxing ring with a professional boxer or a wrestler. Believe me, because I would lose every time. I mean, just to look at those guys, man, you'd be like, okay, I'll just pass it right here. We'll just call it quits. You win. I, I just wouldn't do that. I would lose every time. Because you know what? Someone who's a professional boxer or a professional wrestler, if you're not familiar with the sport, of course they're going to know how to defeat you. I mean, they're going to they're know how to take you down. They're going to know how to fight. Praise God. And we have one that's a professional. He knows. He knows the enemy more than we do. And his name is Jesus. He knows how to defeat the enemy. Praise God. He's our professional. Praise God. Remember, the battle is not ours. It's the Lord's. Position yourself. Position yourself. In our society today, we see people struggling with all different uh, um, desires and, and, and cravings and, and addictions. And they just can't seem to get released or get delivered from these things. And there are those people who believe that this is how I was born. And I'm just going to settle this. This is how I am. This is how I'm going to be. Praise God. We all know about David. David, David was a man who, who, who had a problem with lust. He had a problem with his flesh. He could have said, you know, I was born a lustful man, and this is how I'm going to be. But David didn't stop there. Praise God. David repented. When that thing confronted him, he repented. When he was face to face with that struggle, he repented. He knew exactly what to do. The Bible said that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all and righteousness. The battle is not ours. It's the Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Yes, we're going to be face-to-face with, with struggles. Yes, we're going to be face-to-face with trials that we can't seem to overcome. But stand still. The battle is the Lord's. The Bible said, no evil shall befall you. No plague shall come nigh your dwelling. A thousand shall fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Despite the trials, despite the struggles, you will never, and you will not, you will never, you will not, you will never be defeated. You will never be defeated. Because the Bible said, the battle is mine. It's not yours. It's the Lord's. Just position yourself. The Bible said that no weapon that form against us shall prosper. And every tongue that rise up against you, the Bible said, thou shalt condemn. Because God is on our side. God is on our side. There's more with us than they are against us. Remember that. God is on your side. Even though you are struggling, even though you're face-to-face with temptation, even though you're face-to-face with trials that you can't seem to overcome, remember, you have not lost because the battle is the Lord's. Praise God. The battle is God's. Praise God. 
we see David's family struggle with lust that began with him. This one thing named lust, this one problem that caused a lot of chaos in David's family, a lot of chaos and disorder in David's family, this one thing. My question to us is, what is that one thing in your life that is causing chaos? That one thing that if God was to take it away from you, everything would be nice. Everything would be smooth. That one thing. And all of us have that one thing in our lives that agitate us. That one thing that frustrates us. That one thing that gets us down every time. That one thing that depresses us. That one thing. That one thing. You pray, you fast, you come to the altar, you get prayed for, and that one thing is still there. You read your Bible, you attend church faithfully, you give into the offering faithfully, but that one thing is still there. You get up in the morning and it's still there. You go throughout your day and that one thing is still there. That one thing. Why can't I get rid of it? Why can't I get released from it? That one thing. Praise God. The Bible said that Paul, in his battle with the flesh, he said, O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? O wretched man that I am. Praise God. Who shall deliver me? Who shall deliver me? Don't look in the wrong direction for your deliverance. There's only one God. There's only one Lord. There's only one faith. There's only one baptism. There's only one deliverer. And his name is Jesus. Praise God. When you're screaming out, crying out, when people can't hear your cry, And you're crying, oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me? God, this one thing, how do I get rid of it? This one thing that keeps me up for night. Jesus, how do I get rid of it? But Paul said, thanks be unto God, which giveth us the victory through Christ Jesus, our Lord. Thanks be unto God. The battle is the Lord's. The battle is the Lord's. We may struggle with temptation, struggle with our faith, struggle with trusting God, struggle to get along with a brother or a sister. Praise God, the one thing. For some of us, our struggles, that one thing that we struggle with could be quite obvious to everybody. Like the two blind men that the Bible talked about. Everybody saw their struggle. Everybody knew they were blind. Praise God. And the woman who touched the hem of his garment, nobody knew her struggle. Nobody knew what she was struggling with. But she came and she touched him. But some of us, everybody knows that one thing that we're struggling with. And for some of us, we struggle with that one thing in silence. David said, God, deliver me from secret sin. All my secret struggle. We can't pretend that we're not struggling with something. Because all of us do. 
all of us do. Praise God. But how do I get rid of that one thing? Praise God. This one thing. Guilt. Condemnation. Keeps us trapped. When we're trying to step out to do something for God, that one thing holds us back. Praise God. That one thing. If only I could just get rid of it. My life would be wonderful. Everything would be great. If I just just free myself from this one thing. Praise God. That one thing can make a difference in our lives. One event. One word can change our mood. Just one thing. It doesn't have to be big. Just one thing. Praise God. You can walk out of church tonight and somebody can say one thing to you and just ruin everything. Ruin your mood, ruin your temperature, everything. Just just ruin your... But the battle is the Lord's. The Bible said in Mark chapter 10, verse 17, 22 says... When he was gone forth into the way, there came one running, kneel, kneeled to him and asked him, Good master, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? And Jesus said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is there's none good but one, that is God. Thou knowest the commandments, do not commit adultery, do not kill, do not steal, do not bear false witness, defraud not, honor thy father and thy mother. And he answered and said unto him, Master, all these have I observed from my youth. Then Jesus, beholding him, loved him and said unto him, one thing thou lackest. Go thy way, sell whatsoever thou hast, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasures in heaven, and come, take up thy cross, and follow me. And the Bible said he was sad. One thing kept him out of heaven. Possession. Great possession, material wealth. Just one thing. Luke chapter 10, verse 38 through 42 says, Now it happened as they went, that he entered a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha, Welcome him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. And heard his words. But Martha was distracted with much servant. And she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you're worried and troubled about many things. But one thing is needful. One thing can make the difference in our lives. One thing can bring us down. Praise God. It doesn't take a lot to bring a strong man down. Look what happened to Samson. Just one thing brought him down. Look at Lucifer. Just one thing. Pride brought him down. One thing. Praise God. The Bible said, as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. So by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. One thing. Make the difference. When we look at Paul's life and, and we look what Paul went through and all the struggles that Paul had. But Paul had one thing that he couldn't get rid of. One thing. Second Corinthians eleven twenty five through twenty seven. It says three times this is Paul talking about all his trials. It said three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. Night and day. 
I've been in a deep, in journeys often, in pearls of waters, in pearls of robbers, in pearls of my own countrymen, in pearls of the Gentiles, in pearls in the city, in pearls in the wilderness, in pearls in the sea, in pearls among false brethren, in weariness and toil, in sleeplessness often, in hunger and thirst, in fasting often, in cold and nakedness. Paul had many struggles, but there was one that he couldn't get rid of. There's one that he sought the Lord three times. And he said in 2 Corinthians 12, verse 7 through 8, he said, Unless I should be exalted above measure, above measure through the abundance of the revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. For this thing I besought the Lord three times, that he may take this thing from me. But he wouldn't. This one thing, I've overcome so many things in my life, and I thought I had it all together. I thought I was strong. I thought I was powerful. That nothing, nothing could bring me down. Nothing could depress me. Nothing could discourage me. But this one thing Paul said, I saw the Lord three times, and he said, no, I will not take it from you. Instead, the Lord turned to him and said, Paul, my grace is sufficient for you. Sufficient grace. Grace that never runs out. Sufficient grace when you're tired and weary. Sufficient grace when you're up all night crying and nobody hears your cry. Sufficient grace. Sufficient grace when nobody knows what you're struggling with. When nobody knows what you're, what you're going through and you come to church Day in and day out, and nobody knows. And sufficient grace is at work every time. Grace. My grace is sufficient for you. Praise God. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Paul said, most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. I want to tell us tonight that in your weakness, the power of God is resting upon you. As long as you take your position as a child of God, as a believer, as a redeemer, as a daughter, a son of God. The power of God rests upon you when you're weak, when you're tired. The power of God rests upon him in his weakness like the Shekinah glory, like a tent that rested up on Paul. It's one thing. The power of God to, to increase, praise God, is strength. I'd like to tell you, our weakness opens the door for God to demonstrate his power in our our weakness says, open the door for God to work great things in our lives. But the enemy of our soul and our flesh would tell us that we're just weak. We can't be victorious. We can't be strong. We can't be empowered because we're just weak. But the glory of the Lord is resting upon us. Praise God. We may not have the biggest church in town, but the glory 
of the Lord rests upon us. Mm. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Mm. Hallelujah. The glory of the Lord rests upon us. Praise God. Glory of the Lord rests upon us. One thing. You know, whenever someone is going through a developmental stage, they're confronted with many different things. You know, take, for example, a child. You know, they're confronted with many different things. You know, they, they have to learn their, 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 their fine motor skills. They have to learn all these things. Praise God. But they're going through a developmental stage. Likewise, we were saved, baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Ghost. We're still going through a spiritual developmental stage. Sometimes we're going to trip. Sometimes we're going to fall. It's all a part of the process. It's all a part of the process to get us to the destination. And what is the destination? The destination is heaven. The destination is heaven. Paul said it like this. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principality, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness. Wickedness that we don't even understand. We can't understand why people do the things that they do. But it's spiritual wickedness. A spirit is behind it. And we're wrestling every day with our flesh and our mind, our will, our desire, our cravings, our desperation. We wrestle with these things. Praise God. In, in, in professional wrestling, one of, one of the rules is... is Submission. And, and, and it means that um, the wrestler must make his opponent give up. Usually, but not necessarily, but, but by putting him in a submission hold. And, and, and I was thinking about this. I, I go, that one thing in our lives that caused so much problem can put us into a submission hold. We're locked in. We're hemmed in. We're trapped. We're pinned down. And it seems like we can't get loose. Praise God. Why is it that we can come to church and dance and shout and worship God and still go home and feel defeated? Because of one thing. That one thing knows you're coming home tonight. That one thing. But we have to get a different perspective when we walk out the house of God. God has said, you know what? I recognize what it is. I recognize what it is. And it's not going to bring me down. I'm going to face that one thing. I'm going to face that one thing. That's what David had to do. He faced that one thing. What is that one thing in your life? That's a big problem right now. What is that one thing you're struggling with right now? It could be someone that's not saved and that you're prayed for. God to save them and they're not saved. And, and you think about it and it bothers you every time you see them. It could be a child, a, a son or daughter that used to live for God and they're not living for God anymore. And you think about it, that one thing. Praise God. That one thing. Praise God. We, 
researching some some points for this this message, I I I I research professional wrestling. I don't know why, but <laughs> I, I that's the closest I could get to to understand struggles. And and, and these are some of the things I, I came up with, and 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 one of them is tag team wrestling. And in, in, in tag team wrestling, there there, there are two. It's a team of two or more wrestlers who takes competing, uh, who take turns competing against another wrestler, another opponent. And it says that um, two would be in the ring wrestling while the second person is outside the ring waiting for their turn to be tagged. And and I thought about this. And I go, how many times have we felt like we're in a ring wrestling with that one thing and we can't seem to win? We can't seem to gain victory. And Jesus Christ is on the sidelines saying, come on, man, tag me. Just tag me. I'm, I'm just waiting for you to tag me. I know you need help. I know you need help. I'm just waiting for you to tag me. I got my arms out. Tag me. Touch me. Praise God. I can't win this. My opponent is too strong. This one thing is too strong. It's got me pinned down to the canvas. It got got me trapped in this ring. And Jesus is on the outside saying, come on, tag me. Just touch me. Just touch me. That's all you got to do. You don't have to do anything else. Praise God. You don't have to do anything else. Just touch me. And I'll come in just in time to release you. I'll come in just in time to deliver you. Because the battle is not ours. It's the Lord's. Just tag me. Praise God. And when we look through the word of God, so many times when, 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 when Jesus were face-to-face with people who had problems, he knew what they needed. If a blind person walk up to you and, 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 and you say to them, what would you have me to do? You're most likely going to think, this person is blind. He needs me to, you know, kind of like open his eyes make him see. So, you know what I mean? But Jesus, he doesn't work that way. As far as I can see through the word of God, Tell me what you need. Tell me what you want to do. Confess it. Confess what you want me to do. Praise God. And he's saying, church, just tag me. I know you're struggling. I know that that thing is pushing against you. I know that thing has you pinned down. But come on. You haven't lost the battle yet. You haven't lost yet. And you will not lose. As long as I'm on the outside. As long as I'm on the outside of the ring. And I'm saying, come on. Tag me. Reach. 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 Reach a little higher. You're almost there. Reach a little higher. Don't, don't, don't fall into defeat. Just reach a little higher. Just tag me. Praise God. When we look at the three Hebrew children, praise God. We look at the tree, the three Hebrew children that was faced with the enemy that was about to destroy them. They confessed. They said, Oh God, whom we serve. Hallelujah. If it be so, oh God, whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace. And, and he will deliver us out of thy hand. O king, but if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve 
your God, we will not worship you. What they were saying is the reason why I believe that they got their deliverance, the reason why hallelujah, the king Nebuchadnezzar saw Jesus in that fire is because they confess of the greatness of God to deliver them. It's because they confess of the power of God to release them from an enemy that was about to destroy them. We got to confess what we want Jesus to do in our lives. Confess it. Confess it. What do you want it to do? That one thing got you pinned down. That one thing got you tied down. Causing chaos and Africa and all kind of stuff in your family and in your personal life. You're not able to sleep at night. You're not able to get along with people. That one thing. Come on. Tag him. (laughs) Hallelujah. That one thing. one thing they confess praise God to the power of their God to deliver and God showed up in the midst of their trials and the enemy saw their deliverer I want to tell you that the devil and the things that you're struggling with they see your deliverer they see your deliverer they see him praise God Praise God. There were these men in the Bible that, that turned to, to the, the apostles and said, you know, turn to this guy that was trying to uh, uh, um, profess to have the power of God and trying to heal people in the Bible. And, and the devil turned to these guys and said, Paul, I know. And Jesus, I know. But who are you? Praise God. Who are you? Praise God. Because they know there's power. Hallelujah. There's power in the name of Jesus to deliver. There's power in the name of Jesus to heal. There's power in the name of Jesus to release. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. The Bible said when, when Saul was on a journey to, to destroy David, the Bible said that Paul, that, that, that Saul rather, had David pinned to the wall. He had him pinned down to the wall. My question to us, does that one thing have you pinned down? And are you just laying there taking it? Taking all the punches? Taking all the jabs? Are you allowing yourself to be in a submission hold? Come on, church. We've got power with God. We've got power with God. We, we, we're not defeatists. We haven't lost a battle. Praise God. We've got power. Position yourself. You're a child of God. Position yourself. You're a son of God. Position yourself. The Spirit of God lives in you. Position yourself. Position yourself as a child of God. Position yourself as a redeemer. You don't have to take it. You don't have to take it. Because God is bigger than that one thing. You don't have to take it. You don't have to take it. God's church. We don't have to take no nonsense that we experience in this life. Because God is on our side. God is on our side. Praise God. Of course we're going to face trials. It's all a part of living in this world. Praise God. We don't have to take any nonsense. Because our God, the Bible said, He's given us power. Power. 
Praise God. A battle. You will not need to fight in this battle. Position yourselves. What position are you taking in your walk with God? It's a position that, okay, I'm defeated and that's it. What position are you taking? Praise God. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. There's one thing about me is I believe in the power of God. Because I've not been for God, I wouldn't be standing here. And there is determination in me. A fight and spread, a fight and attitude. I said, even though I'm struggling, praise God. Doesn't matter what it is. I'm not defeated because God didn't, didn't, didn't save me, so I may be defeated. But I understand this one thing. In this life, you're going to have tribulation. You're going to have sorrow. But the Bible said, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Praise God. And that one thing, that one thing is not going to overcome you. Praise God. It doesn't matter what trial it is. It doesn't matter if it's temptation. Whatever it is, praise God, you're a winner with God. You're a winner with God. You're empowered by God. Hallelujah. You're strengthened by God. You're lifted up by God. The Bible said, lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be lifted up his everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your head. The battle is not yours. It's the Lord's. Lift up your head. You're a child of the King of Kings. You're a child of the Lord of Lords. Lift up your head, all ye people. Lift up your head, all ye people. Psalm 13, David Warden says, How long must I wrestle? With my thoughts, every day, having sorrow in my heart. How long will my enemy triumph over me? How long are you going to let that kid, that thing, that one thing, keeps you down? How long are you going to let the enemy triumph over you? And David says, look on me and answer, oh Lord my God. Give light to my eyes, or I will sleep in death. My enemy will say, I have overcome him, and my foes will rejoice when I fall. But I trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord, for he has been good to me. Despite everything, Despite everything, despite the struggles, his love is unfailing. And I will trust in his unfailing love. I will, I will trust in his arms to deliver because he's a mighty God. He's a mighty God. He's a mighty God. There's none one like him. There's no other God like him. We're a part of his kingdom. His children 
call out of darkness into light. I will trust in his unfailing love. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord in your life. Stand still and see the salvation of God in your life. The pit is not for you. Praise God. The pit is not for you. The pit wasn't made for you to be in. Praise God. Because we're wearing a priestly robe. And you don't see priests lying in a pit. You are a child of God. A child of God. I have never seen Prince Philip in a pit. I've never seen all these royal people sitting in a pit. But why should we be in a pit? Praise God. You may not have lots of money, but who cares? You're still a child of God. God loves you anyway, despite everything. You may not have it all like your neighbor, but you're a child of God. Your child of God. Praise God. Position yourself. Take up your position. What is your position? What is your position? What is your position in God? The Bible said, if my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will, it shall be done. We're situated in God, not anything else. We're positioned in Christ. That's where we are. We're positioned, praise God, in heavenly places. That's where our position is. Praise God. And all these spiritual wickedness in high places, all the struggle with the flesh and the spirit is going to go on until Jesus comes. So, what are we going to do? Since we have this knowledge, since we have this knowledge, what are we going to do? Are we going to take our position as as redeemed, as redeemers? Are we going to take our position as children of God? Praise God. Sanctify, purchased by his blood. What position are we going to take? Don't let that one thing destroy you. You may be struggling. For you have not lost. You're not on the losing side. Remember that. You're not on the losing side. Because His grace is sufficient for all of us. Let us all stand. Praise God. So now that we have the knowledge of who we are and what God can do in our lives. Our next step is to step into position. Bible said we walk by and not by sight. Our position is walking. Faith that God is going to deliver me someday. Deliverance may not come today. It may not come tomorrow. But remember, when that trumpet sounds, 
<laughs> when that trumpet sounds, that one thing you're struggling with is going to meet that one day. That one day is when the trumpet sounds. One thing is going to make a difference in our lives, and that's when the trumpet sounds. That's going to make the biggest difference. So that one thing we're battling with, that one thing we're struggling with, wait till that one thing meets the most powerful one thing, which is the rapture. That one thing. Praise God. I don't know what to do right now. Praise God. This is Brother Chris would come here and do what he feels like doing. But I want our church to be encouraged. To have the vision that's going to get us to the destination. Without the vision, we're not going to get to the destination. And without the vision, praise God, we will perish. And we have to have the knowledge of the vision. And what is the knowledge of the, the vision? Is that one day Jesus Christ is going to come up and take us home. That's it. The vision and the knowledge works together. Don't lose vision, church. Get the knowledge, the word of God. Side. Praise God. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Let's lift up our hands. I believe God has really spoken to us. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, God, oh, God, I want to hold position, Lord. I want to hold my place, Jesus. I know, Lord God. I know you're with us, Lord Jesus. Oh, God, oh, God, I want to hold position, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Your grace, Lord, is sufficient, Jesus. My Lord, my Lord, we fight on the winning side, Lord Jesus. Oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. Oh, Lord, oh, Lord, change my thinking, Lord God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. My Lord, my Lord, my Lord, my Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, God, I want to be wise as a serpent, Lord Jesus. And as gentle as a dove, Lord God. Oh, Lord, we want to understand the wiles of the enemy, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God, praise God. Hallelujah. Amen, amen. Thank you, Brother Marvin. Hallelujah. Praise God. My God, how true that is. Whole position. Whole position. Hallelujah. Whole position. Jesus. Hallelujah. Glad everybody made it out tonight. Hallelujah. I wish our whole church was here. Amen. Praise God. Take this home with you. All week long, think about this. Hallelujah. We've been challenged. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. You're dismissing Jesus' name.